Hello and welcome to Ride Like a Mother. Tonight we are here with Don Vandersteen, Futurity and Derby Horse Trainer. And you got your hosts here, Shelby Stewart and Carolyn Kaler, myself. Dawn Vandersteen, just a little tidbit about her here. She trains, like I said, Futurity and Derby Horses. She's owned and trained a Super Stakes Derby winner. And she's a three times mm-hmm. Heartland Finals winner on three different horses that she trained. So that's very cool. And an MRCA Barrels champion. And also the MBRA secretary right now. And she is has been taking our entries in. <laughs> so that's very exciting. <laughs> and for those of you that aren't in Manitoba, that's the Manitoba Barrel Racing Association. And yes, and I also know her because I was attended one of her clinics and I really, really enjoyed it. She's got such a just easygoing style and uh, really listens to you and gives you great mm-hmm. advice as you go along. So I really had appreciated that clinic. So Dawn, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into security <laughs> training? <laughs> okay. Well, hey, thanks for having me, you girls. It's um, yeah, it's a really cool thing you're doing with your podcast. So yeah, thanks for inviting me. Um, how did I get into training? Well, I grew up as a horse crazy kid, and it was just a passion that grew and grew. And at first, I just started taking horses for training, and I would take anything like some pretty unbroke wild horses and of course as you know I got older um, and got more experience and started doing okay with my training you know got better than I really it's only been in the later years that I felt like I could be a little more fussy as to what I wanted to train and what kind of horses and what you know which horses I would take because I don't want to get on those buckers anymore. And I don't want to, you know, um, although, you know, I'm, I don't mind retraining some, but the thing is I never had a lot of money where we could go out and just buy what we wanted or what I wanted to ride. So I always just felt like I didn't really have an option, but to train and, you know, like 40 years ago, that's, um, a lot of, I think a lot of people did just train their own. So anyway, I guess I realized that, I don't know, I was having some success. So I just um, kind of pushed into it. I used to train more like long-term horses. So I would take them up into the barrel world. um, I mean, the rodeo world, and then, you know, prove them there and, and sell them. And then I don't know. I just have such a passion for training. It's not like, you know, I had to sell them, but I had to sell them if I wanted to start another one because you can't just (laughs) keep collecting them and you can't ride them Mm -hmm. all. So that's what I really enjoy. Yeah. I really enjoyed taking those young ones and bringing them along. And the thing about young horses is like a lot of people don't want to do that training and that's fine too. Like, you know, people that don't want to do the initial training, they don't want to make that first run at the jackpot where they run in and they don't really know if the horse is going to actually turn first barrel or <laughs> what's going to happen. You know, a lot of people don't want to do that. And fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always enjoyed it. And um, just because they're babies and they're, you know, if they're honest and trying for you, it might not be great 
the first, you know, one, the first time or the first 20 times, you know, it might all be kind of like, it, it's a real learning experience, but I just always appreciate any little thing that they give you and their try. So personally, I love bringing them along. And then when they do start putting it together and figuring it out, it's just so rewarding as a rider to, mm-hmm. you know, be part of that journey. Mm-hmm. And I know I always said or thought like, Absolutely. I'm like, I train horses. I just want the horse to be the best he can be, you know? So I just try to bring them along mm-hmm. on their journey. And of course, some, um, you know, some come along really fast and some slower and some take all different different you know roads kind of before they get there um yeah but yeah right like we all like they're not all just champions but I I don't know I've just enjoyed helping them find that you know where where they're where they're good or their best you know not every horse is Mm -hmm. going to be a top 1d horse or you know a rodeo champion but um yeah so then I just started riding pretty much barrel horses and I always had I'd always trained my own and started my own right from the beginning right from a a two-year-old and honestly I liked it best that way because then I knew exactly what I was getting and what I was getting on and I never felt well you know if you get and I have got the odd one that's older and I brought it into my program and it's just not quite the same But anyway, I started my own two-year-olds forever. And then I had a bad accident about five years ago. And I just, I just lost my nerve for it. I just couldn't do those first few rides, you know? So at the time, I also had so many to ride that I thought, well, if I send my two-year-old out to a trainer who's going to do a better job than me, who's, you know, that's their niche then I would have time to take the horses in for barrel training. So I started doing that more in the last few years. And um, I have a really good colt starter that just does a great job. And I send my two-year-olds there for maybe like mm-hmm. six weeks. And then and then I take over from there. Nice. Yeah. And, um, and those first few days are so important, right? And, and that's finding a colt trainer that works with you in a way right that can help you make that first step and then is suitable for you hi this is shelby and carolyn we are two canadian prairie ladies raising babies riding horses and living the country life we are on a journey to find health and wealth while building our ranches and we want to share the journey with you In this podcast, you can expect to hear us share our own experiences, as well as interview other inspiring humans. We'll cover topics such as human health, horse health, barrel racing, building a ranch, and so much more. We are ready to dig into the tough conversations like mental health, motherhood, farming challenges, finances, you name it. You will walk away from this podcast with tips, tricks, and strategies that will have you finding more joy and peace in your journey. We know there's a lot of juggling that goes into this lifestyle because we are living it. And as a nurse myself and Carolyn with a master's in animal science, we have a lot to bring to the conversation. So grab your coffee to go, throw on your messy bun and muck boots. Let's head to the barn and chat. 
because we have business to take care of and we're sure you do too. Welcome to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. So as we're getting close to all these finals, like MBRA finals, and we have CBHI coming up this fall too. Tell us a little bit about your training program and what your expectations are, especially for the fraternity derby world and for the young ones. And how do you prepare them for such an emotional and anxious time? (laughs) For both the horse and the rider. (laughs) Yeah, well, this is, this is, this is funny, but I worked in a school system all my life. So I often liken um, training cults to like classroom children. And what I found is what I see in the classrooms is that if you don't keep challenging the children, like you start with the basics, you know, you teach them, it's all baby steps. But then I think what a lot of people, they get stuck on, they don't want to push too fast and so then they just kind of sit there for a bit but I think the horses just like children they need to be challenged mom I'm not gonna say daily but yeah like every day it should be interesting Mm -hmm. and something for them to think about now if you just do the same old thing like if you read the same book over and over and over with (laughs) a little grade two student like every day until they got it just perfect that'd be good that they would have it perfect, but they would be so bored Mm -hmm. and not, Mm. you know, and not really pushing themselves to learn. And I really think that horses, they, I think they want to be challenged and they want to be pushed. And of course, as their trainer, you have to know when, when too much is too much, right? Like you're not going to take like a big um, algebra book into grade two math class and tell them get to it. You know, this is what we're going to do. I mean, you're not, you're not going to do that. You have to figure, but you, but you always have to ask for a little more. And a lot of people don't want to do that. And people be like, how do you get your horses running? So, so good. So young. Well, I just keep asking. And if you don't ask, you're not going to get it, you know? So I will start. So let's say they get a good start at the two-year-old, um, three-year-old, maybe later, in their maybe three-year-old, four-year-old for sure, I'll actually start teaching them the pattern. And of course, by that time, they should know, well, honestly, my cold starter is so good. Um, <laughs> I, can I give him a plug? Um, yeah, Riley Hay, like he's so good. When they come mm-hmm. back to me, like they're already um, doing lateral movements and everything. Like he just has a, such a feel for them. So. Once you get them listening to your leg and um, just responsive, then you can take them to the pattern. Now, some people think that they need to be like really, really, really well-trained before you go to the pattern. But Mm -hmm. I think you can still teach them the barrel pattern without them being perfect in in, in all their maneuvers up to that point. Do you know what I mean? You can teach them leg passing in a barrel pattern. I mean, you know, you can teach them to move off your leg. You can teach them to, um, you know, to counter flex or just because you're doing it around three barrels doesn't matter. But mm-hmm. I just think that, um, yeah, you can just take them right to the pattern, but again, just watching for any stress. Like if you're, 
Mm -hmm. Barrel pattern is not a place to get into an argument with them. You want them to really like the barrels and you want them to find that easy. So let's say when they're four, by, by the time they're four, I will, this is actually how I do it. I'll start walking the barrel pattern, which I might've done like many times sporadically, but let's say one time it's like, we're starting barrel training. This is, this is the week. So for that week, I might trot like 10 barrel patterns, putting them exactly where I want them. Um, just getting the feel. I don't, um, I don't really pick at them. I don't, you know, I don't worry about a lot of things. Just here's the pattern. I do think I want them to think about, I want them to look for the barrel. And I want them to uh, know they have to do something at the barrel. Like whether that's, you know, like there's gonna be, a, something's gonna happen here at the barrel, which of course is, you know, rating and turning. And so I just want them to figure that out. And then the second week I'll start walking or I'll start trotting again, but I'll put some lopes into it and I'll just start loping. And of course, the faster you go, the, you know, you lose a lot of the perfection or you lose a lot of that, but, you just, um, so you lope two, gets wild, uh, horse is on the wrong lead, he's like, whatever, no worries, go back, then trot two. But you can't just keep trotting, 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 because they're going to get bored. So then you're just like, okay, let's try, let's try loping again. And then on the third week, when you start doing these patterns, like loping, I mean, they just, they don't learn from watching. They don't learn from you, you know, talking about it. They only <laughs> learn from doing it, right? So mm -hmm. you gotta just get in there and do it and let them make their mistakes. You know, it's like your kids, right? You, you let them figure some things out on their own and they have to be put in that situation, you know? So then mm -hmm. gradually they just get more and more comfortable. And then then maybe one day, but then once they know it and you can tell when they know it, you can tell they're looking for the barrel. You can tell they're thinking about coming to the barrel. You don't have to tell them. You don't have to remind them. They're, you know, they're thinking about it already before you're even there. And then, but then I like to do lots of other things. It's like mix it up, you know, down the trail, whatever, um, just do other things. And then, but then I'll still come back maybe at the end of a, five mile trail ride, maybe I'll come back in the arena and say, hey, let's try to, let's, let's lope a pattern. And mm -hmm. um, hey, it might be awesome. And you're like, woo, this is great. Um, or maybe really awful. And he's like, okay, well, let's try it. And then, you know, <laughs> we're done, you know? Yeah. Coming back, but it doesn't take, it doesn't take long because they're actually, most of them are pretty smart. Yeah. But of course, when you add speed, it's, <laughs> um, yeah. I can't say the word that I sometimes say it, but it's like, it, goes, it goes really, it can be bad, right? You add speed yeah. to so many of these horses, you get them where they're at that like three quarter speed and it's great. Now, how do you get, how do you get that half second, you know, um, you just have to, you just have to ask, you just have to keep pushing and pulling back. Ask, okay, let's take it back again. And like I always say at the clinics, it's like, it's like kids learning to play the piano. So they don't just sit down at the piano and start like whip off a song. They start, uh, you know, they start picking it out nice and slow, get it all think, you know, they get it all memorized with their fingers. 
And then they start playing faster. And then it could be sound really bad. Then they go back and slow it down again. And then, you know, then they try to speed it up. That's how they learn. I know that because my son was a pianist. So um, <laughs> this is the same thing with horses. You just keep pushing and pulling. Now, if you come out one day and that horse doesn't want to go in the, uh, doesn't want to go in the arena, you know, you're probably pushing too hard, right? Like you want them, yeah. you don't ever want them to be like, ah, that's a bad place. You don't ever want that. So let's say you had, let's say, oh, the horse never wants to take his left lead. And so you're coming from one and that's good, but then he doesn't want to take his left lead. Well, you have to do different things for every horse maybe, but just slow him down and ask him to pick it up from a trot. You know, like you, you don't expect them all to just swap leads right away or um, start doing a few different exercises <laughs> somewhere else, like maybe out in the hay field, you know, around a bale of hay, then really work on getting that left lead nice and smooth, really work things in a different area and then bring it back to the barrels. Wow, that's such great advice and something that I only really kind of discovered or I don't know realized like last year and it just changed so much for me that whole like mm -hmm. you have to test them out and if it goes crazy that's okay you just back yeah. up then yeah I it love is. that advice yeah. so yeah. You... oh go ahead Carol <laughs> uh, I was just gonna I was gonna ask her another question so if you've got something to say on this topic give her no I was just gonna say it's always different right like when you're at yeah. home I find you, you're going fast and it feels good, but the less, there's no stress. It's at home. They're mm -hmm. comfortable. You're comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then you go out and yeah. it's the first time you've ever been anywhere. And they're like, oh my gosh, there's kids everywhere. There's strollers, there's people, there's so many new stresses. And you're like, expect the expectation in my head is always the same. It's always, okay, it's going to be just like we're at home. And then you don't <laughs> yeah. think of all these things and you're like, oh, okay, that was a little crazy and a little wild and I don't know yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah. Like, oh but yeah they, okay yeah but they have to have that experience right yeah like they have you can't how do you assimilate that you know well mm -hmm. actually there are some things you can do sometimes I put up some flags in my arena like yes. I've seen other people they put up banners but I put a Canada flag at the corner you know oh, that that's good, yeah. um also yeah. when I'm riding sometimes I'll turn my um I'll just turn my like um, music on like really loud and I'll pick like not like not nice, con like not like really wild, you know, kind of rock and roll stuff that you might hear at a rodeo, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They need to get used to this Absolutely. just going down the trails and here's this music blaring and they do, they do get used to it. Totally. But you know what, it, Shelby, it's just like you and Carolyn too, like, so you're both mothers. So you've got to think about these young ones when you take them out. And even if you're nervous or you're not totally confident, you act like you are, right? Because you're the one in charge. You don't want your kids to ever think, oh my gosh, mom, mom doesn't know what to do or mom's scared. So you, you, uh, <laughs> you know, you fake it, right? You, yeah, you know, yeah. Feel even it, though that's yeah. like quite often the case. <laughs> well, and that's yeah, mom doesn't know what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah sure. oh, that was actually my next no. question is like how do you have tips for keeping your own mindset on track when you're going to a finals so you kind of already started explaining that but do you have other thoughts on the subject um 
like when going to like big events and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. You know what? Um, I, I don't really leave things to chance, although, okay. You know what they say? If the more prepared you are, the less nervous you are. So yeah, yeah I think that's probably true. Um, you know, if you've been doing your homework kind of thing, like going into a big exam, have you studied? you know if not yeah. you're gonna you're, yeah you're gonna be nervous and you should be but mm-hmm. uh so you know you prepare but here's the thing it doesn't matter what you prepare how you prepared or what you do or what I just tell myself and I've always like done this for years I just think to myself all I can do is my best mm-hmm. and at the end of the day I, I mean I could be really crappy or I could be awesome or same with my horse like he could just be so great and I don't get upset if they're not great, if they're trying. Do you know what I mean? I don't like it when they don't try. Like if they did something really rotten, I would be <laughs> you know, upset with them. But if they're trying, right? Like if they stumble, okay, well, fair enough, right? We could be running a race and we could stumble. So you can't be upset about those kinds of things. But if they decide they want to run out the gate when they should be running to second barrel, well, that's not so so forgiven, you know, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you just, um, yeah, just think about things like that and, and just that, just be the best you can be mm-hmm. some days it might not be what you want, but still, and it's not being, it's to not be hard on yourself because let's face it. I mean, I realized a long time ago, as much as I love this sport and I love winning, who doesn't love winning, but, yeah. um, you really have to, you really have to learn to lose too. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not, and sometimes it's not even losing. Like that's just a, it's um, because if you have a good run, but if I have a good run, but but Carolyn, your horse runs better. How have I lost? I mean, I didn't win the first prize, but we still did well. Like we did our yeah. best. So yeah. Um, but I do a lot of um. To prepare, I do a lot of mental work, actually. And okay, so let's say, for instance, I will actually write down my routine or what, because sometimes it's always changing. And especially when I'm riding young ones, they're not, things don't stay the same. You know, they're just not that consistent. So this week it could be, this is the bit I'm going to ride them in. Because honestly, I forget sometimes when you're riding three horses, (laughs) where are we? What do we need today? You know? So, but I actually write it down. I make a plan. And I also think about, okay, this is what I'm going to give them for feed. And this is what I'm going to do for, for maybe our exercises during the week, things we need to work on. I actually, I don't really write it down. I actually have a notebook, you know, notepad on my phone. Right. So I'm like, make, I I'll be writing. I'll be making notes. This is what we need to work on tomorrow. And I, I, yeah, like I, um, I take it pretty seriously. I like what you said there. I take it pretty seriously. I like that. Cause some, yeah. you know what it like, to be honest, some people don't take it that seriously and that's totally fine. It's just for yeah. fun, but then and you can't have the expectation, is, yeah. the same expectation. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, exactly. And you're right. Like, and I always think about years ago when I was, um, I don't know, I think I was a young mother and I just wanted to get out of the house. So I joined <laughs> a ceramic class and every week, I sat in that ceramic class and I was like, um, literally sat there and be like, have them like, what paint do I put on here? What brush do I use? What? And they hand me stuff. Like I didn't learn a thing because I didn't even, you know, I, 
-hmm. just and then the next week uh, same questions like oh what what should I put on here what should I do what brush because so for people with their horses same thing maybe they're not there for the win you know for the big win maybe it's not their career kind of thing maybe if it's just your you know fun you bonding spending time with your horse and fair enough Mm -hmm. everyone has their own their own goals but years ago I actually took this course uh, from it was from a coach who actually coached the Olympics but can't remember what sport it wasn't a riding sport and he and he gave me a lot of um us a lot of information about how to be mentally tough and a lot of work on visualizing you know self-talk and you know because I mean even though I've been doing this for a long time sometimes I really have to you know self-talk because it's like you know we all get down or we get kind of like frustrated so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, and, but I do really, really just try to be positive and think positive. Like, yeah. uh, because if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you have to be realistic. Like, really, is your horse yes. going to win, like, you know, the NFR, but he's, you know, 200 pounds overweight. Like, that's not, that's not realistic. <laughs> they have to try to be realistic, but also positive and you know reach for the stars kind of thing <laughs> yeah like keep pushing on to the next level, level. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then like I don't hardly run in the arena like without thinking that I'm gonna win like I mm-hmm. I really think I'm gonna win mm-hmm. and it's not like being cocky it's being like I know I have a horse that can do it and I, I know this in my head my horse can do it I can do it Will we do it today? Hell yeah. yeah. But you might not. Do you know what I mean? I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm positive, but Absolutely. I haven't spent the prize money before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not, <laughs> no, no, right? Like, yeah. But if you have a good horse and they've yeah. given you, they've shown you that, then you're like, oh, we could do this. You know, we, you know, we will mm-hmm. do this kind of thing. Yeah. And that's a great mental game to be in, right? Like, especially when you're at that level, you're ready for it. But I know, as we're talking about your horse being 200 pounds overweight, I love the mental aspect, but how about the physical aspect? I know you are very passionate about that as well, uh, because of the, what is it, the booty and barrels that you do with Carrie, our last episode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I know you're passionate about it. So how do you prepare yourself physically for a big event? you know what what um you know when you're young you don't really think you need to do anything extra um but I remember yeah yeah, right and I don't and I didn't really and I remember somebody walking up to me at a rodeo once and saying Dawn what's your what's your training program because you look so fit and I just looked at her and laughed and I'm like actually I maybe what I oh I said I drink beer and shovel shit like I didn't you know what I mean like nothing I like, can get on that train <laughs> yeah right I didn't I do, do that too but then there you go but then um but then one time I went to, I had three maturity horses and I went to the Keystone and I'm telling you at the end because you know Colts they're like they're bouncing this way and they're like jamming you and they're ramming and you know they're just like 
I was so body sore at the end of those three, that race. I was like, oh my gosh, Dawn, if you think you're going to continue doing this, you better start doing something about it. And so I actually got really serious about yoga and yoga also for balance, you know, and for, yeah, for balance, also mental strength, but just, you know, your, your core and overall fitness. So I, I do a lot of that. And, um, I don't know, I'm, of course, as I age, I'm, if I want to keep doing what I'm doing, I know that I have to keep pushing myself that way, like exercising, even though I don't, you know love love the thought like exercise that but I do hike a lot but I love nature so that's also fitness but you know so mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's how you say it. <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know if you ever really look forward to working out but you always feel good after so there's yes. that <laughs> yeah so okay oh yeah. we talked about like your yeah, training program sure. and stuff um, but what about like, say the week leading up to finals, what do you do with your horse? Like right before competition? Um, not, not really anything that different. Um, I used to always be that the day before I'd give them a break and I'm kind of leaning away from that now. Um, and that's a funny thing, you know, what every, there's so many different ways of doing it and so many different ways of looking at it mind you I used to have a horse that yeah I'd give them always give them the Friday off and then we'd take off for the weekend but then I had another horse and not that long ago a really good rodeo horse and he needed to have a run just before we left it just mm -hmm. he always ran better the next day but if he'd been off for a day he was a little soft so um I don't really do much different like what's today Friday I'm going to Northern Lights tomorrow. Nope, I rode Yay. two and ponied one and, you know, I but I didn't do barrel work today. I, no, I didn't think I needed, but I did, I did two days of training earlier in the week. So like I tried not to overdo it. So no, I don't do anything really too much different. No. What about for just talking like older horses? Like I know I used to have a barrel horse that I would run right before I would go anywhere because she would be in the mental headspace of this is what we're doing. We're not yeah. doing anything else. And I think it's because she was like I healed off of her and breakaway rope. So oh yeah, to get her into yeah. the game to know what we're doing. But then young ones, do you do the same for them? Like do you give them like a little bit of a mental day to help prepare for a big event or do you not necessarily no no like no but today I, I was great because the um, fields are coming off and so I could ride up and down the mm. hills and I, I gave them I gave them all a pretty good workout but um but yeah it but but it was down the road I, we didn't even go into the arena mm -hmm. absolutely so what about um, planning, packing, budgeting, and organizing you, like yourself, your family, your horses to go down the road? What are the things that you plan for when you go to? Well, you know, I was um, when I was younger. I mean, things are things are always changing. But when I was younger, mm -hmm. I remember, especially when you have children. 
like, but, you, but you're so desperate to go, but you still have children. So how are you going to make this work? But one thing, actually, I used to take a babysitter with me. I just hired a babysitter to come with me. Mm-hmm. And um, that was, that was pretty good. But um, also I found that, uh, and again, the price of fuel is crazy now, but at that time, the price, the price of fuel seemed crazy. So it's like, we have to team up to to start traveling to some of these we have to go together which of course then you lose some of the control like you got to go maybe when they want to go you got to come home so you, you really got that's I always remember thinking that was kind of funny it's like you just had to learn to go with the flow sometimes but mm. I mean it was so fun traveling mm-hmm. with different girls down the road and then now um because um all I do is train horses I don't have a job that I have to be home for Monday morning. Um, it's pretty nice because if it gets late um, and because you, because I'm hauling three, I'm pretty much going by myself now um, most of the time. And it's like, if I don't want to come home, we don't have to come home. You know, we can just mm-hmm. stay over. So everything's changing now for, you know, getting obviously easier because it's all I do. I'm pretty much retired. So but okay when I go to, yeah when I go to Alberta um I've been making a point of hitting like trying to line up the events like the last time I went I hit three big events well actually Saskatoon the first weekend and then carried on to Pinoca for and then Rimby and um the big bang in Bowdoin mm-hmm. you know so try to because I think that's the worst part it's not making all the runs it's you know, how can you drive back and forth, back and forth? Like that gets hard on the horses besides your pocketbook for fuel. Yeah. <laughs> and your brain cells too, like, cause you have to actually drive all that way. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. that can be very like exhausting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I, I know like I want to um think about, but I thought a lot about going pro but then it's like, how much do I want to be on the road? How mm-hmm. much do I want to be gone? That's the thing. When you see all these people that go to the NFR, you think, wow, you know, like, wow, there's, it's so awesome. But you don't think what all they're missing, you know, mm-hmm. how many, you know, did they miss their mom's birthday party? Did they miss, you know what I mean? There's, it's, it's yin yeah. and yang. So I don't know. I'm, I'm weighing my options, thinking about what, what I might do next year for traveling. We'll see. Awesome. Is there anything like kind of weird or unique that you do to get ready for a competition? Got any superstitions or something? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, I really, no, I know. It's totally normal. Totally yeah, normal. People have lucky shirts and everything, but no, no, yeah. not superstitious. <laughs> yeah. Me neither, really. Hands. So, but I was curious. Yeah. When, when I was in high school, I used to carry around a lucky coin with me. But I mean, no matter what, it it depended on the day as to how lucky it was. Yeah, I remember lots of girls being like, "Oh, like this is the shirt I won this rodeo in, so I have to wear it again." And yeah, I think which, I guess my thing is that I I always buy a new pair of jeans or something, or have a new shirt, or you know, yeah, yeah. something like that for exactly. just for big competitions, not for little ones. But 
Yeah. 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 That's true. I like to feel fresh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mine's based off a tragedy. If something terribly goes wrong, I do not wear that shirt ever again. Yeah. <laughs> Opposites. Yeah. 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 That makes sense exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But Dodd, I know we have NBRA finals. You just mentioned Northern Lights, which is super exciting. I might see you there too this weekend. Um, but what else is on the horizon for you in barrel racer land? Well, you know, I, I, I'm really at a place right now. I've been just weighing my options and wondering what I'm going to do, like how I'm going to proceed. I feel like, like next year, I don't, I actually don't have a futurity cult of my own here. So that could change things. Um, I'm actually wanting to get back into the rodeos and i've been to a few this year just when mrca started up again i went Mm -hmm. to i've gone to a few now and i didn't realize how much i'd missed them because they're very different than the security and derbies Mm -hmm. just quite a different atmosphere so i think i'm gonna yeah i think i'm gonna do that and um try to and next year i like i'm just not sure see what kind okay we go to arizona in the winter and i might um, i'm just gonna see what i might hit down there or where i'm gonna start and but i think i have a really good horse so i'm just trying to decide which way i want to go you know it's nice to have options that's for sure yeah yeah yeah. and um so It's nice that the uh, Manitoba rodeo is getting going again. Like this year, they, mm-hmm. they're not having finals, but they had a few, they're having a few rodeos. So that's nice because, um, yeah, as I say, my horses are just getting used to rodeo now. That's quite a different atmosphere. And then I know I've always had a goal to be, um, to qualify for the MFR in three different decades. And I think... Well, this would be the third decade, but I'm just, I don't know. Hopefully they'll have a finals again, or maybe I'll go CCA or do you know what I mean? But I just want to go again with another horse. Well, sounds like uh, got lots of choices. (laughs) Yes. That's fun. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where? One thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. One thing thing we haven't even asked you yet, Dawn, is, and I'm super curious because you do change up horses so much is what is your horse lineup right now? What horses are you running? Well, so I've got a seven year old, um, redneck. So he's Derby and he, um, yeah, he's by mm-hmm. all my horses actually are, uh, from Jacqueline Rooks's breeding program and he's by the red stud. And then I've, and he's, yeah, he's pretty awesome. Like, he's he's pretty good and then the Mm six-year-old jr my bay he's by the bird stud of jacqueline he's um extremely talented so yeah he's pretty i'm pretty excited about him um we're it's not we're not the most um like we're not solid you know like things are still different things are happening but yeah he's pretty cool and then i have a five-year-old and then I have a two-year-old that's going to Riley soon. And I've got a yearling. And I feel like I missed one. Nice. But no, I don't. Is that <laughs> six? I have 
I have six. That's a good line. I'm getting older. Yeah. And they're all, um, they're all from, oh yeah, I have another six-year-old, which actually Ernie took over and is roping off of, which is fine. I uh-huh. honestly had too many. Like I just, uh-huh. I, I cannot ride them all. Um, and um, they're and all. Good. I saw them last weekend. So this weekend. Oh yeah. They're all super stakes and they're all Western yeah. Virgin and they're all CBHI. So I get them all, all the incentives. Mm. So that's excellent. Like that. Yeah. So where can people go to find out more about you, contact you, get in touch with you, you know, um, all things. People like people generally message me on Facebook because I'm on Facebook under my own name. So I get lots of um, messages that way. Perfect. Don Vandersteen on Facebook. It's yeah. Finder. <laughs> Good. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Don, for taking the time out of your busy schedule mm-hmm. to talk to us. And I have learned a lot. Definitely taking some of your tips to my training. Oh. Once I get another horse going. <laughs> oh, me too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, you guys. It was fun. I know I just get blabbing on about stuff. I hope I didn't go too far off the rails. Your blabbing is like gold. Oh, no. Just keep doing it. Yes. Uh, Blab away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you get me talking. It's hard to stop. It's hard to get me to stop. Oh, that's great. We've got a good subject, right? So, yeah. Well, thank you to everybody listening in. This is Dawn Vandersteed. If you want to learn about maturity colts and getting your mindset ready for you and your horse for your next big event. So we will see you guys in the next jackpot. Which might be Northern Lights this weekend. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, girls. See ya.